Hello, hello, hello. I'm Aaliyah, and this is Netflix Coffee and Questioning Humanity. In today's episode, we are going to get into some of the best stand-up comedy on Netflix. And we're going to do that while I finally get the chance to sip on my shaken brown sugar espresso drink from Stabby's once again, because you vultures finally let it come back. But let's cue the sirens and get this going. Friendly reminder that this is an explicit podcast, which means I may discuss explicit content while most certainly using explicit language. So little ears, those easily offended, and my mom and dad may want to bow out. Now on with the show. Guys, I I don't know what's going on with Stabby's at the moment. I, I just don't know. They said that the brown sugar shaken oat milk espresso situation was out of season, gone, right? And then on the app, the oat milk itself just packed its shit up and left the chat, gone. So imagine my surprise when I was at Target getting my first dose of Pfizer, by the way, in a fitting room, but you know, whatever, very resourceful. But the Starbucks at the Target had it. And I was like, what, what? I was ready to get some bullshit knockoff, right? And I went up and usually they have sold out like that little sticker on the thing that's sold out. And I saw that on other things, but not the brown sugar situation. And I was like, hey, per chance, do you happen to have that bad Larry? And she was like, oh yeah, totally. And I'm like, cool, largest size, light ice. Please. Also, while I was getting the vaccine, I have to say the response was wonderful. It was mostly like big, burly men just absolutely praising them. The doctor would go up to them and be like, oh, how you feeling today? And they'd be like, amazing. I trust the vaccine 100%. Homeboy was getting invited to people's fucking weddings and being gushed over. It was just really nice. It's very comforting because I feel like medical professionals are not being trusted and I feel like therefore not receiving the amount of respect that they should, but you know, to each their own. That's just my personal opinion. My arm's like a teeny bit sore, but I feel good. I'm happy to be vaxxed. Caffeinated, vaccinated, it's a good time. Now let's get into some stand-up specials. Some of these are not new. Actually, I don't think any of these are new now that I'm looking at them, but they're amazing. And if you haven't seen them, please consider watching them your homework. First title to discuss is one I really do feel like everyone has already seen, but just in case, or if you haven't seen it in a while, or if you forgot about it, it's time to take it off the shelf, dust it off, and give it another watch. Cat Williams, Catpocalypse. Barack Obama didn't have to send in the army and the navy and the coast guard. Barack Obama sent three motherfuckers in. Killed every terrorist. Just one to shoot them and two to pose. Just... <laughs> Now, listen here. First off, I don't co-sign this human. I know that he's been up to some truffles. I know he's not everyone's favorite. I'm speaking objectively about this little fucking firecracker who races across the stage and makes funny jokes. To say that this is not politically correct is a massive understatement. Let me just say that. So if you're someone who isn't down with that, that's cool, but this is not for you. This was released in 2000. 2012. And most of us, if we are honest with ourselves and who are adults, know that humor 
was um, a little different in 2012. We're progressing as a society, which is fine. Things are still really fucking funny, but just keep in mind that this is really old. So we have that going on. And now that we're looking back at 2012 so fondly, we also had that big end of the world scare because of a fucking Mayan calendar. That was a thing. And we also had Obama's presidency. So both of those topics do come up in this special. Cat Williams is extremely physical and expressive and he has lots of cuss words, which you know I fucking love. So he's a bit all over the place. He's a high energy comic. And don't worry if that's not your thing. I kind of love either the super high energy or low energy kind of dry humor comics. We're gonna get into both, but just to distinguish, Cat Williams, high energy, cuckoo crazy, races across the stage, talks a million miles per minute. He also has two other specials. I believe he did one in 2018. That was decent, I didn't mind that one. And then he has The Pimp Chronicles, which came out in 2006. Which you'd know it if you saw it. It looks like he's on Baptist TV at a Sunday service. Like I don't know if that's a thing, Baptist TV, but you get my gist. That was my first introduction to Cat Williams. I was 11 years old and I remember listening on my friend's MP3 player. They were like bootleg clips from LimeWire of Dane Cook's shitting on coats joke. I don't know what that's from, but it was him being like shit on the coats and I just lost it. And then Cat Williams making fun of Michael Jackson. So that was the 2006 era for me. Cat Williams kind of holds a nostalgic place in my heart. Now on to the next comedy special that I love. This is probably the polar opposite of Cat Williams and it's Fortune Feimster in her special Sweet and Salty. So I'm pulling the speedo up on my 12-year-old body. It has never seen the light of day. And I'm finally getting on. And we happen to have a team picture on this very first swim meet of mine. So I line up with the rest of the team ready for my picture. And you know when you're 12, life hasn't gotten you down yet. So you stand a little taller. I'm standing there smiling for my team picture. And it's just speedo. Bush. I love this human so much. She is so precious and she crept up on me with how funny she is. This special is mainly focused on her life stories that just so happen to be really fucking funny as you heard in that audio clip. She's got a really slow sort of vibe which like I said is the polar opposite of Cat Williams. I can understand why some people might think she's a little too slow or maybe think she's not even funny. Like you're wrong but sure. But I find her story so endearing and so real. And I'm not stupid. I know a lot of comics just make this shit up out of thin air. But whether or not it is real, it feels real. And that's what matters to me. And she's so relatable, even if you have nothing in common, which I know doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That's like literally not the definition. But I feel like her authenticity is relatable. She seems just like another one of the pals. She talks about being a college virgin, a fat child, and realizing she was gay after watching a Lifetime movie. They're just really funny, personal, endearing life stories. She is also one of my favorite celebrities on Instagram. She just got married and posted one of the greatest pictures ever. It was like a candid of her and her wife on some rocks by the ocean. And they were trying to take like these romantic beachy pics. And the photographer instead caught this massive wave hitting them. And it hit them hard. It was 
was great. It was hilarious. But anywho, give this special a try. I have a feeling Fortune is going to blow up everywhere, like on the big screen, on the small screen. I feel like she's going to pull an Aquafina or Melissa McCarthy. She's going to be everywhere. A Hollywood darling. The next stand up special is Jen Kirkman. I'm going to die alone and I feel fine. People go, you'll change your mind. I go, excuse me, I didn't ask your opinion about what I'm going to do with my mind. <laughs> I'm not going to change my mind. I can't change my mind anymore. I'm 40. My ovaries are like sweaters in those collapsible bags. They're under my bed. I can't get at them. But I don't go up to pregnant women six months along. You'll change your mind. They probably want to. If you've been one of these people that pressures other people into having kids just because you love it so much. Stop doing it. It really bothers people, you know? I feel like if you do something as big as having a kid, which is a big life commitment, it's a big deal to raise a human, you got to have an urge to be good at it and an urge to do it. And I've never had the urge to ruin my life. So why don't you leave me alone? Jen is so chill. Like genuinely, I feel like she is a gal pal and we are having a conversation. Well, she's having a conversation with me anyways. She's not a dancing monkey. She is very calm and very slow paced and very conversational as you probably got the gist of in that clip. You forget you're watching a comedy special and she's just got almost like a podcast vibe, but she does actually have a podcast. That's really awesome where her Boston accent sort of creeps out and it's fantastic. She also is another special I wasn't a massive fan of it but it was decent I could be biased with this comedian because she is one of the only adult women that I know don't know I guess you could say have a parasocial relationship with that is very vocal about not wanting kids again as you heard and being unapologetic about it she's also a cat lady and a mass hole and wears Duncan's velour onesies which I want so bad but fuck me it's $65 and I'm not doing that maybe I will I'll keep you posted. I'm low-key waiting for it to show up at Marshall's where I can swipe that shit right up for like half the price, but we'll we'll see. Oh, I'm looking at it again. It looks so comfortable. Oh my God. Drinking dunks in a dunks onesie. The dream. But anyway, Jen Kirkman, she's great. She's someone you can throw on if you want a relaxed stand-up special. She's certainly not going to be doing cartwheels on the stage. So if that's your jam, Jen is not your jam. I feel like this next comedian might be extremely polarizing. You might know him from a particular viral clip that happened many moons ago, but we're going to get into that. Don't worry. It's Jim Jeffries and the special's name is Freedom. Over the course of my 15 year career, I've said horrible things about religion. I've said that if you are religious, you believe in God, that you've wasted your life. Over the course of 15 years from religious groups, I have received seven pieces of hate mail seven very manageable and i used to think that religious people were the nuttiest cunts on the planet and that was until i gave my opinion on the second amendment fuck me i had no idea what crazy was until i just poked that hornet's nest with a stick i got something to say first and foremost jim jeffrey spends a solid 
good chunk of time in this special talking about Bill Cosby and the sexual assault, just for your knowledge going into this. But he is a loud, obnoxious Australian dude who jokes on America a lot, which I do love. I have to be honest. He gets a lot of shit uh, from his older specials that I can't say I remember watching if I have watched them at all. According to Jim Jeffries, he goes into detail about how his jokes are misogynistic, but I don't know. I obviously hear his jokes and it's surface level. Like I just don't take it that seriously, but I do understand why it's not cute to some people. He's unapologetic and so fucking in your face, which is just my favorite in a comedian. My favorite bit is when he talks about his gun control skit. Like I mentioned, I didn't put the whole thing in there. I didn't want to spoil it for you. And that is the clip that went viral. It was picked up everywhere by news stations, everything. So you've probably seen him or heard his voice. It might've rang a few bells. He's got such great timing and he's rough around the edges, but I really find that charming. But you can't deny that Jim Jeff Jeffries is funny. He's a funny fucking guy. I think it's just all an act. I don't think this is who he is. I have a feeling he's not loud and obnoxious at all off the stage. It's just a big show. It's sort of like a maybe not an Andy Kaufman, but kind of Andy Kaufman-esque. Do you get what I'm saying? Andy Kaufman never turned it off. But I don't know. Love him or hate him. He's a funny fucking guy. And before my final favorite comedy special, because yes, this is a baby episode, I want to give some honorable mentions and also some horrendous mentions, starting with the honorees. We're going to start with Richard Pryor because he's a comedic legend. I believe he has one special on Netflix. Great watch, classic, timeless. Also, Lavelle Crawford, who is hilarious and he's finally getting all the love he deserves. Then we have Ali Wong. I'm really excited to see what else she does from continuing stand-up to just more acting in general. I don't know if she already acts. I feel like I've seen her in like sitcoms. She's really raunchy, which I love. I prefer her raunchiness over like Sarah Silverman, who I just cannot stand. I like the way Ali Wong does it better. And some SNL boys, Michael Che and Pete Davidson. I'll start with Pete because ever since he hosted that Jake Paul fight, I feel like he's growing on me. I'm very much enjoying the troll that is Pete Davidson. He is a genuinely funny guy and his special feels like you're just hanging out and laughing with a friend. Michael Che is just outrageous and sarcastic and him and Colin Jost are my favorite part of SNL. And his stand-up special pleasantly surprised me. I didn't realize he'd be that funny. He's literally just his character on SNL, but in stand-up. It's just a long skit of what he does regularly. And we'll just sprint through the roast list quick because who fucking cares about these unfunny fucks? Am I right? Amy Schumer, not funny, never really has been. Trevor Noah is bland and boring. Gabriel Iglesias reminds me of like immature Nickelodeon spy kids fucking goofball humor. Joe Rogan. Oh my God. What a pretentious, unfunny cunt whose brain has been reduced to fucking pudding due to keto and his bullshit supplement alpha brain, aka snake oil overpriced horseshit. Fuck Joe Rogan. And all the people that consider themselves alphas. The fuck is, oh my God. I can't stand that fucking thumb of a human. Jeff Dunham. Do I need to even explain why Jeff Dunham isn't funny? If I do, like, I don't care to. Aziz, 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 Aziz. I think Aziz is great 
at acting. I think he's an excellent, funny actor. And that's what I'll say. He's a great actor. <laughs> not a fan of his stand-up. And finally, Eliza Schleslinger. I think I said that right. I apologize if I did not. Uh, she is one of the most annoying comedians I have ever witnessed. Her jokes remind me of the memes that I find on Facebook that the girl that sells Herbalife or some other MLM shit shake post. I don't know if anyone else fucking gets that if that painted a picture but I feel like I did that pretty well and uh yeah she's not funny. Now to someone who is the funniest genuinely my favorite comedian Kathleen Madigan. All of her specials are great but I'm going to be talking about Bothering Jesus. Missouri is a very special place to one group of people and it's uh the Mormons not the ones that went to Utah. Joseph Smith the leader had a son Joseph Smith Jr. That man believed that the original Garden of Eden was 35 miles north of Kansas City. Not in Mesopotamia. No 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 no. Missouri. They also believe that when Christ comes back, that's where he's going. He's not going to go to Bethlehem or Jerusalem. He's getting a Southwest flight. Look, I am from Missouri, and if you think Jesus is going back to Kansas City, 35 miles outside of it, by the way, then you must believe that Jesus is a big fan of barbecue and crystal meth. Because that is what's happening. 35 miles. Oh, Please, if you decide to watch this, do not let the weird corny intro to this turn you off. This is funny shit. This is my favorite comedian, like I said, of all time. I found Kathleen Madigan in a very weird phase. Like years ago, I'd only listened to stand-up comedy on Spotify. So I would listen to Steve Harvey mostly for God only knows what reason. That was the time. So when I'd shuffle or, you know, get my Discover Weekly, comedians would show up. And I just kind of shuffled it through. And a skit Kathleen did years ago about sports, I think that's the actual title of it, that killed me. I remember exactly where I was driving in my car, listening to that skit. And I was like, who is this? Who is this? I immediately followed her. I immediately listened to her entire catalog on Spotify. I've watched every one of her specials multiple times. I have her skits to this day on my liked music that comes up sometimes when I shuffle. I also had a very hard time picking what audio to put in in the beginning because every part of this is so fucking funny. Every single part, everything she does is funny. She's like this middle-aged drunk aunt who's spewing the greatest conversation ever. It's not like you're watching a stand-up special. I think aside from some cussing, it's also pretty family-friendly. Obviously, we're talking about meth and barbecue there, but you know, content is a little mature, but not the worst thing. It's not super raunchy. She, she really doesn't do that. You just have to watch it because it's it's just a vibe. When I mentioned the two comics I liked, I said the exhilarating, fast-paced, nut job, offensive, like Cat Williams is what I would picture for that. And then that slow, semi-drunk conversationalist just talking about life. That's what Kathleen Madigan is. She's just perfection. She also has a podcast that I've yet to listen to. I've been a little tied up at the moment, but I do plan on listening to it. I'm sure it's hilarious. She's got tons more specials. They used to all be on Netflix. I'm not seeing them, but I'm sure you can find them on YouTube. They are all on Spotify. Listen to Kathleen Madigan. She is hilarious. You won't regret it. Thank you 
you so much for listening and it means so much to me that you sit here and listen to me bitch about Joe Rogan and spew about drunken comedians. If you'd like more Netflix coffee and questioning humanity content, be sure to follow the pod on Instagram at NCQH podcast. You can also check out my YouTube channel, Coffee Beans and Horror Fiends, where I discuss all things horror while of course sipping coffee. My latest episode on my YouTube was a complete history of horror at the Oscars and it was quite fascinating. I also try BTS coffee. Yes, the cake pop sensation BTS and coffee in the same sentence. And that is at youtube.com slash L-E-A-L-O-C-K-S as in Leah Locks. And I also would like to bring awareness today to something we all are familiar with, but I feel like it needs to be emphasized. A simple website, cdc.gov, is your one-stop shop for all information on COVID-19. It offers resources for finding a vaccine, information on all vaccines available, possible side effects, cases and data in the U.S., and literally everything else you could possibly imagine. Please do your research, stay informed. Anywho, that's it for me. Thank you again. Stay caffeinated, stay streaming, and stay strong. Thank you.